Welcome to No Life Fresno. Come with us and meet your neighbors as we dive into the world of Fresno art, music, food, culture, and everything in between. Alrighty, uh, this is Jonathan Lofi from No Life Fresno, sitting on the porch of Spokeasy on this lovely, warm, hot day. Spokeasy with my dear friend Christian Onnesloger, uh, founder of No Life Fresno, dear friend of mine, uh, originally from Phoenix. Did a little bit of hopping around here and there over the pond and back again and a food lover, a concert goer, and hunger for community. Uh, yeah, let's find out about Christian being a neighbor. Hey, what's up, buddy? Hey, buddy, how are you? I'm doing fantastic, man. It's uh, the first taste of Fresno summer today. Uh, it's 96 or 97 degrees, huh? Something around Probably there. Probably 92, but it feels like 107. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we've been in such nice weather for so long now. The first day is always like a, a real punch I, in the throat. I dread it. I, yeah. I just go, no! <laughs> Melting! <laughs> um, so you've... You weren't born here and raised here, but what is your relationship to Fresno, and how long have you been here? Oh man, no, I was not born and raised here, but I've had family here my entire life. Um, my aunt and uncle moved out here in 1984, uh, I was born in 87. Um, so, you know, through, throughout all periods of my life, I've traveled to and through Fresno. So it's a familiar place, but um, Fresno to me then was, when I was a child, uh, on road trips and things, was like Old Town Clovis and antique stores. It wasn't... Yeah, community and the tower and the downtown and all that. And so, um, like you said, I spent uh, a lot of years moving around. Um, worked for big uh, global corporation. They shall not be named. Um, <laughs> PTSD from that, but uh. worked for them for a long time. And when I decided to get out of that that world, um, it just so happened that my cousins here, who now run the company that my aunt and uncle started, um, had posted a job and I reached out to them just because I was curious as to what they yeah. were hiring for. It was a, it was an interesting title. I don't remember what it was, like a management trainee or something that would just like pique my curiosity. So we started talking. Um, and at that time, you know, I've got six nieces and nephews and two sisters. My older sister was living in California and the nephews were getting older and they're in the uh, Air Force and so they move around a lot so I really saw it as an opportunity to come spend more time with my family. Uh, my folks live in Phoenix and they're getting older, spend time with them. So, and I, I said this to Brian yesterday too, is, you know, I came out here a year before I moved to Fresno. Yeah. And like with the intent of understanding Fresno, the intent of getting to know Fresno a little bit um, to see if it was a place that I could live. And that was about, that was about six years ago, so about five years ago, give or take a little bit, I think it was in April or May, um, uh, yeah, I moved out here. Um, I've lived, my first place was an apartment in downtown, because from the research I could do from, from Europe, where I was living at the time, the apartments and studios down there seemed yeah. like kind of the place to be, you know, sure. a little bit more modern, um, and amenities, and walking and bicycling and all of that, and so... Uh, 
yeah, I, I landed on Fulton Street and downtown five years ago and have since lived in Tower and now just west of Tower. Um, yeah. I like that, yeah. I think that's the, the thing about Fresno, especially you coming from other cities and stuff. Um, being able to walk somewhere, ride your bike, and you get a different feel for the neighborhood and you, you observe different things. I think that's awesome. Uh, I like that. And, you know, growing up in Phoenix, if anybody's been to Phoenix, there is no walking culture. There's no <laughs> well, biking it's, culture. It's, you got to drive. you got to drive everywhere, man. And, and if you're unfortunate enough to only have a bike or, or, no. or no car, it's hot as hell and public transit sucks out there. So when I left uh, Phoenix, I moved to Portland, mm-hmm. which is the exact opposite. You walk, you bike, you bus, you you train, you do all of that, right? Yeah, it's like only if you have a car in Portland. It's be, only if you're going like away somewhere. If yeah, you're driving yeah. your car or anything other than groceries, maybe it might yeah. you might be like yeah, it's might, to leave Portland and go to the country, or you know, go to Washington or Seattle and all that. And then, you know, from there, uh, had a, a couple of stints in in Europe, and then lived in Vancouver, BC for a while. And that's again very focused in depending on your neighborhood. You can walk to everything. You can bike to everything. You can do all that, and then. Before I moved here, was living in in Amsterdam, and everything was within a few minutes of me. Um, and of course, biking was huge there. So, yeah, I fell in love with what the city wanted to be, what it could be, and the fact that I could live here and access everything without a car if I I didn't have one, and still feel that close knit community feel in Fresno. And and you mentioned that like you know moving to Fresno, checking things out, and what is there like one or a couple like memorable moment, moments where you're like, okay, like I want to live here. Was like there was a specific night? Was there like a day? Mm. Was there like an experience where you just like, it just felt right? You know, it's, I'd say there's a, there's a, an affirmation and I'll get to that one in a minute that sure. moving here was a good idea, but to get here and to make that decision to come here was built on the knowledge of all of the other places that I had lived and, and moving to Portland before Portland blew up and moving to Vancouver before Vancouver changed and the neighborhood I lived in in Amsterdam was up and coming when I was there. You, you learn what to look for in change, in future change, right? And so you can see what potential there is and you know you drive through some of the smaller towns in the Central Valley and they're decrepit and unmaintained and um, there, there really isn't the, the industry or the, the economy that you, you would expect to see in a city that's at least stable, if not growing. And when I, when I first got, for, first visited before moving here was just talking to business owners, um, talking to people at bars, talking to bartenders, doing all of that, that stuff and, and getting that common narrative, which is what I want to celebrate with No Life Today, which is the, the potential of Fresno. And the future of Fresno is bright, and the past is the past, but it's something to learn from, and it's something to aspire to in a way in terms of what sure. the Fresno was as a city, right? So I fell in love with that. I fell in love with the potential, and I fell in love with what I could see happening uh, and what I would hope hope would happen. Um, but the first night I was in Fresno was kind of that affirmation, and um, I don't see these people anymore, but. Uh, you know, apartment downtown. Um, at the time, I, I smoked cigarettes. My buddy uh, Jason was with me, and we we walked up to a corner store the, up on Divisadero and Van Ness. There, that little yeah, that little market, right? They don't sell beer. Yeah, they sell cigarettes. Yeah. 
right? Right next to uh, Fulton 55. It's off of the... Uh, yeah, it's like... Uh, the name just of north, street, Just north of Divisadero like the there. The street is escaping me off of Fulton. Yeah, it's got that little alley. Anyways, right next to Fulton yeah. 55. So we're, we walk up there and we're just kind of kicking dirt and walking around and seeing what's going on. And we were walking back by and... I don't hear very well, you know this, but I'm, um, Jason hears great. So he he tells me, he says, oh man, there's music coming from inside this spot. I'm like, okay, I, I trust you, I can't hear it, but I trust you. So we walk around the corner of uh, the front of Fulton 55, and there is uh, a gentleman, Connor, um, with uh, Motown, Motown Night and uh, other things that, that he's gotten into over the years is just leaning against the railing having a cigarette. There's nothing going on. It's like probably 4.30, 5 o'clock in the afternoon, yeah. so it's not nighttime yet. It's summer already, and we decide just to, like I like to do, just walk up and say hi and, you know, ask him what's going on. And it turns out there's a, he's a DJ, he's doing a show. It's starting in an hour and a half or something like this. And, you know, share the story. It's my first night here, all that. And he's like, well, you guys are in. You guys are, are just in. And, like, I've been places where you probably wouldn't want to go talk to that person just standing on the street or that person wouldn't respond to you sure. that was just standing on the street but I got that that welcoming from like hour five of being in Fresno and that was that was that affirmation I spoke of that like okay there's going to be more of this right it doesn't yeah. exist in a, in a silo <laughs> so um, I, I think that kind of is leading into this next question uh, which has definitely impacted me I'm, I'm sure you feel the same way of liking Fresno. What what do you like about Fresno? Man, I honestly, I have this conversation with myself all the time because I've been transient for, for so long in terms of how many times I've moved and in, in the places that I've gone. And my wife is the same way, has moved a, a ton. So it's this question of, you know, the grass, is the grass greener or where could we go or what else could we be doing if we weren't in Fresno and to gripe about the weather and those things is is just inherent to being here but the fact is I actually love everything about Fresno and a lot of it to do with everything that I said before and in, in, in what the potential is but now in being here for five around five years and you know we're sitting at Spokeasy <laughs> where we know everybody you yeah. know it pretty much everywhere we go We've made those connections and those relationships, and we, we get to talk and learn about the community, and we get to see the different versions of the community's vision for itself, right, and the struggles that it has to face sure. to get there in development, in politics, in relationships, in business failures, and all of those things. And where that gets, you, you can experience that, I think, in any city on some level, but it, it Fresno's 570,000 people. But the tower in downtown is, you know, a tiny little part of that that still exists. It's almost like a city within a city. Yeah. The, the community and the culture down here. And, uh, you know, I don't have anything against the rest of Fresno, but the rest of Fresno isn't as relevant to me as the, all the artists and the musicians and the thinkers and the, uh, the you know, we're right next door to, to Root Access right now, this group that's always here doing cool shit and helping out the community. You know, there's that vibe. And if you leave and go somewhere bigger if you leave and go somewhere smaller you're going to miss those things and you're not going to be able to find them in the same way that you do here because the competition will be so high that you know people aren't are doing it for different reasons in, in larger groups and communities 
and you know thinking about not being in Fresno makes me miss that stuff already yeah. right and that's why I love being here that's what I live for uh, and that's why this entire effort with no life is happening is to to share not just my love but the community's love for Fresno and the tower in downtown uh, and share it with everybody that maybe doesn't know how to be a part of that or is too shy to meet you know Mike Adame the bartender or, mm -hmm. or Jacob or Jared or any of the guys here and like introduce themselves so we can all get to know each other and hear what Fresno is what Fresno could be and hopefully create more opportunities to network and engage with each other in a positive way forward for the city. I, yeah, that's a great answer. I think that's, you know, kind of going back to what you're saying about in other cities, it's like, this is like a re interesting, happy medium mm -hmm. where you, you can, you know, be away from it for a time and do what you need to do. And then, but then there's this area here in Tower Downtown Fresno where it's it's right there yeah and and you have these conversations and and that's what's really engaging where it's not lost in a metropolis yeah um, well and with especially with the perception of this part of the city right for the mm -hmm. north you go it's i'm always amazed when i meet people um in the north part of the city that they're like oh art hop yeah art hop's tonight great um but that's not all towering down right is right like they don't know about the restaurants, they don't know about the galleries, they don't know about the venues, they don't know about the musicians and the artists and all of this stuff. And it's like, dude, our, our city's 10 miles long. It's not a it's not a huge, sprawling metropolis. I mean, you ride a bike to end to end in a couple of hours, you know, like uh, back and forth. Like, but there's that suburban sprawl up north versus the, the, the older housing in that community nature down here that right. I really wish more people you know further north would connect with because it's not a bad place it's, it's not a scary place it's no scarier than anywhere else it's it's actually I think more welcoming than I, I the rest agree. of the city yeah I would completely agree with that yeah. um, so being in Fresno for how long have you been in Fresno for five five, five years. years yep okay um, so with your five years of living here, even visiting before you came here over the years, what do you think, or how do you think Fresno can improve? I've seen a lot happen um, in the five years that I'm here. And, you know, a lot is subjective, but sure. the closer you get to the community, the, the more and more it becomes. And I I think staying out of politics and all of those things aside that there's, def there's still definitely, especially in downtown, there's a, a, a bit of a clickiness to the engagement in downtown, right? With the downtown events and those things sure. and who, who gets to attend or whatnot. And I'm not saying those decisions are made with any intent. I'm just, there still is opportunity for the community to come closer together between the tower and downtown and to coordinate on a, on a deeper level to bring the full experience between both of those areas, right? Whereas tonight it is Art Hop, you're gonna have the tower Art Hop, you're gonna have the downtown Art Hop, and there's people that probably won't transition in between and do those things. There's people that 
or only going downtown because of the breweries, but skip out on everything that's happening that's a, a, even more local in the Tower District. Um, so I think, you know, a better, better organization, a better forum for everybody to work together. And I'm not a small business owner. I'm not the people that I talk to in the same sense. My, everything I do is from, from home, right? Um, so I don't know how that dialogue is going, but things like, you know, uh, recently making an effort to establish a brick and mortar, brick and mortar business downtown, and the struggle yeah. that there is to not not get support from like the downtown Fresno partnership, but for the the actual city of Fresno to give a shit about what's going on down there and help make the redevelopment a priority because right right when we hit covid i mean the city was on this beautiful trajectory there's more and more things opening more and more engagement more and more investment in in the downtown on fulton street and building that up and there's still a lot going on now after in a semi post-covid era in the endemic phase of this but um yeah i think it could if the city helped more and the city focused their attention on helping aspiring business owners and restaurant owners and, and other things, not I'm not saying to skip processes or safety procedures or any of that, but really dedicate efforts to fast-tracking some of those businesses and getting into place um, and focusing on that sure. would help us evolve faster and help more people get in. You know, the Downtown Fresno Partnership does that. Um, that grant program every year, you know, that's that's tremendous, but there's still not enough city cooperation there to make it feasible with the rules and guidelines. Right, because, you know, you're saying you're, you know, you're in the middle of trying to do a business and, mm -hmm. and you're trying to do, cross all the T's, all the I's, and you're trying to do the right thing, but then you're also having to, like, put food on the table and then survive, and then the city, you're basically, like, waiting for the city to do their thing, and you're, like, you're stuck in limbo. That's very, I got to be very scary for people. Yeah, well, and that's, <laughs> in, in, you know, in, in, in our case, that's why we, we didn't pursue it as, yeah. as hard as we wanted to because the unknowns right. are all based on interaction with the city, uh -huh. right? And it, if the city can't tell you what those unknowns are and you're, you're literally just in purgatory waiting to hear what could or isn't going to be, you know, for somebody who wants to take that risk but isn't financially sure. capable without a, a fast start um, and getting their business off the ground quickly or doesn't already have an established following or those things or other ways to make revenue while they're waiting for a space to come together, I think it's really scary. And I think with the amount of foreign investors downtown, um, foreign even just out of city or out of state, uh, it makes it really difficult to get into those places um, under fair terms. Sure. Because nobody that's renting those properties has the vision for downtown. They just have the capitalist need for rent, right? They don't yeah. care about what's happening to Fresno. They just want someone in their space. Right, yeah, and that's a very, um, that could be very dismal. Mm -hmm. um, and that's not all of them, though, I have to say. Yeah. But a lot of the owners and developers just aren't, they're not from here. They don't care. Yeah. It's business. And as much as I understand that business is business that doesn't unify Fresno in the economic development 
yeah. in supporting local business, right? I hear that, absolutely. Yeah. Um, what, you know, so you start on No Life, Fresno, mm -hmm. and so what, when was the moment of a transition where being here, working, you know, you're doing your job uh, with your family and settling in and you've been here for about a couple years. Um, what, when was that moment? Um, um, when was that moment where you decided like, okay, I'm going to transition into this idea or, or foster the No Life Fresno blog idea? I mean, honestly, it's a great question first off, but honestly, it, it started... I'm going to say the idea itself actually started in 2012. The work for No Life started about three years ago. But the idea of when I first moved to Vancouver, BC, so I'd been to Portland already. I had lived in, in Europe for a year working and then came back and took a job in, in Canada. And the same kind of community, and you've been there in the downtown east side, right? Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a wild place, <laughs> yeah. but, there, but it's similar. It is to, actually. To it actually reminded me a lot of it reminded me a lot of downtown Fresno. Yeah, it's very, very similar uh, in that. And uh, I do what I always do when I move, which is, you know, spend as much time as I can getting to know the people of the community and sharing things with them and making food for people and just like enjoying it and celebrating the life that I, I want to be a part of, right? And I, I had always questioned myself then on. How can I be a member of this community if I'm not a business owner, if I'm not a musician, if I'm not an artist and those things, but I have a passion for all of those. Um, and so I started with some, some projects back then and um, you know, the, the founder of my business, the branding department, Jason, who you know, and also yeah. a part, a integral part of uh, No Life, you know, him and I have a very similar mindset. So we started doing things like, we had this, this brand called uh, the International Time Travelers Association. So it's ITA. It's ITA. Inter yeah, International Time Travelers Association. And this was, it was really just a, a, a catch-all for all the goofy videos we filmed and all the projects right. we did and all the art we made and all these things. But we decided to take that idea to another level and try to help the art community who are notoriously not great at selling themselves or their work, but are, are you know, amazing artists. And there was this uh, live art show in downtown uh, hosted by a guy named Drew Young, who actually we share a birthday like two hours apart. I think I'm two hours older than this guy. We connected for a while. and um, He ran this snag art show, which is a live art show. So every, every night there would be four or once a week every there would be four artists in there that could bring in a piece either partially complete or, or start a new piece and they had four hours to finish their art and everybody that came in paid a cover charge and you got raffle tickets you could buy extra raffle tickets and you'd sit and drink and walk around and talk to these artists as they're making paintings and doing these things and at the end of the night it would get raffled off all four pieces would get raffled off so there's actually a piece in my home i don't know if you've seen it that i won uh even though i was helping host that i, I won for the event but Anyway, I could go on, but uh, um, Jason and I coordinated the International Time Travelers to s help these artists sell their art while they were performing at this live art show. That's awesome. Yeah. So we set up yeah. a little shop. They would bring us all their stuff. We would talk to the patrons and the people coming in about the artists. We would learn their bios and do these things and, and show their pieces, and we would transact on behalf of these artists, and we did this for a long time. Right, and I, I'm sure you can see the connection. It's almost to, like, yeah, it's almost like when uh, you know, you, you haven't do something, 
and but some friend or someone is like, can you watch my stuff for a second? Yeah, like yeah, when, yeah. You go to the, when you go to the bar to buy a pint, it's like, can you watch this for a second and, like, and hold down the situation and help me out? Yeah. Because I'm going to be busy, and I really, you know, that's awesome. Well, it was an opportunity that they didn't have otherwise, because even though they were interacting with the audience and the, right. the, the people that were there, they didn't have time to you know, let their paint dry up or, or stop what they were doing to transact and, and sell. So we thought that was really fun, and we got, we got into the community that way, and we did... A, a ton more projects. I, I worked with the uh, TEDx Vancouver and did a couple of art installations and other things and helped other artists and I always like meeting and learning about these people and my skills aren't necessarily inherently in art and of these other things that I really enjoy. I would say they're in community and networking uh, and doing those things and so you know fast forward to, to Fresno two years here and I'm really excited by the people that I'm meeting and what the community has in store for itself and what the visions are for it and I wanted to be again be a part of it but I've already done the the art thing selling my own art and all that and that was fun but it's a different kind of stress sure um, and I didn't want to go back to that and so this idea came about just kind of joking around with, with my now business partner at the time and we built the website over three years ago and we built the concept over three years ago and we talked about everything that we wanted it to be and then I met my now wife mm -hmm. shortly after that and yeah. you know so then yeah. things drop off now we're married now I can go do whatever I want right uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to Vegas see yeah. ya Woo! bye see you on Tuesday I'll see ya yeah. <laughs> um, and it just you know it just felt right to get it going again and to have now yourself uh, Jason myself and other members of the community that want to participate there's there's energy behind it that isn't just me and I tried to get it off the ground a couple of times and it just whether it was the people or the timing that I was trying to coordinate with it just never really came to itself and I think a lot of uh, entrepreneurs and artists will, will say the same thing that you can't and musicians especially yeah, yeah. you can't you can't chase something that's not working in the moment right no, you yeah. have to move on you, yeah you can put kind of put it there in the corner put it let it sit there and then, and then it's not done you just let it organically yeah just bookmark it grow and, into it yeah and then it'll come back to you and if it doesn't yeah. then it, it it won't but it's the same with you know i built a lot of furniture and things over the years as well doing welding and woodworking and it was you know, I, I would always have six, eight, ten things happening at once because you would there, inevitably you would get to a frustrating point of a project where if you if you forced it to work, you would ruin it. Right. And so you had to set it aside and come back to it. And then that's where we are now with with no life is we've we've come back to it and it's been you know it's still got a ways to go, but. Um, the energy, the passion, the support, and the community is there to make this work. And I don't think if I actually would have started it two years ago, I would have the same energy I do today because it's three years of meeting people. It's three years of watching the city grow. It's three years of interacting with the neighbors and the locals and understanding what, you know, at least my interpretation of their needs are and the city's needs. And if I can contribute that in, to that in any way, it's in culture and community building. And this is my opportunity to bring back bring something to Fresno what it gave to me which is inspiration and community and friendships and all of that yeah I think that's wonderful and then you know you're mentioning earlier about all the things the to-do lists or the things that you enjoy like you know you're just mentioning welding and woodworking mm -hmm. so like 
how many hobbies do you have and passions? Because it's funny you say, like, uh, it's like, oh, I'm not creative or I'm not artistic, but yet I'm like going, I'm uh, pretty sure you are. It just is this in a different form. So can you, what what are your favorite hobbies? <laughs> How many? How many? I don't how, even many know. how many hobbies do you have? I, I, I don't even. I, I'm one of those the jack of all trades, master of, uh, of of none in some ways, but a lot. That that's the the best answer. I that's actually give probably a, good because it's like you know I saw this question that was like when you see someone covered in a tattoo sleeves and yeah. you ask them how many they have, they know the direct answer. It's like yeah. that might be weird to some people. So I, I think that's yeah, like, you know, I tend to gravitate towards things that. I can shut off the world. Sure. So woodworking, uh, I do hand carving, whittling, that kind of stuff mm -hmm. as well. Things that are, are an easy detachment, but you know, I'm, I enjoy writing, but I'm not a writer. I wouldn't pursue something like that. And there's, there's very little in terms of physical manifestation. So the things that I like to do um, typically result in some sort of tactile product right and and i would say of, of all of my hobbies most of them you know if i can't if it's too hot to build in the summer i'll build a set of legos you know what i mean like um so that this the stimulation of working with your hands and i think a lot of that comes from my my background and my upbringing um but part of that is also i spent so long in in a corporate environment yet at behind desks and in meetings that the first thing i did Every day when I came home is go to the workshop and build and sort and, and learn skills. You know, I'm a self-taught welder, self-taught woodworker, a self-taught uh, scary electrician in small, in small doses, <laughs> right? right? You know, YouTube is my, is my Bible there. But, uh, um, but, you know, I want, and most of the stuff I've ever built, I've either sold and for a long time just gave away, you know. Uh, I like to impart that knowledge on other people and... I can't, if I see something that I like, it's, it's like I have to try it, you know, and find yeah. out if it's something I want to keep doing. You know, the list of hobbies I'd like to have versus the ones I already have is probably equally as long, if not longer, of sure. the things that I want to try someday in my yeah. life, you know, so. Well, that's, I like that. That's, <laughs> you know, I've known you for a long time and it's, always, you know, coming over and you're always doing something. It's magical. Um, there's here's one 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 example I guess is um, Halloween this year. Um, Natalie and I got invited to do a party, and we, had, you know, procrastinated until the last minute on what we were going to do for costumes, and we really wanted to do something, and and so we decided on uh, Gandalf and Bilbo, and you know Natalie's a lot shorter than me, and I've got the big beard, so it, you know it made sense. But I, you know, where do you get a robe the night before mm -hmm. a, the Halloween party, right? A costume party. Where do you get these things? And you know, Natalie's got a, a sewing machine in her closet, and I haven't used a sewing machine since I was like eight years old. I went to the fabric store, A and A Textiles, up on uh, uh, Shields and, and West there, and got some fabric and read the the handbook for the little brother's sewing machine, and uh, figured out how to sew and made a robe and a hat and. Uh, and since then, and fanny packs and other things, and it's like, I'd rather solve a problem myself, which I think births hobbies for me, mm -hmm. than go out and buy something. Sure. Um, that isn't local. 
right? Like yeah. I can order a fanny pack on Amazon or any hundred of sites, but I also just made one for myself and it's badass, right? I mean, I, I, I love that. Um, <laughs> I love how that's how your mind operates. And so like, you know, using your creative passion with your hands, like, you know, all the hobbies you're doing and then going back to this blog, like, uh, No Life, what, what is your goal for No Life? I mean, it's, it's starting out now. Yeah. But like, what is your goal? What do you want to see happen with No Life? Man, that's a great question. And it's in, in such an, an infant state that I think that I'm, I'm answering that better and better as the days go on. So ask me again in six months, but, um, and you know, your participation as well in that. But there's, there's a couple of different facets to that answer. And, and part of it is solving, not solving, but contributing to the removal of a negative mindset about Fresno and how Fresno is communicated about, right? That there's nothing to do here and blah, blah, blah. You know, I've, I'm on a lot of other blogs and forums just reading about what people are doing and what's going on. And um, there's a lot of haters in Fresno that are from Fresno. And there's a lot of people that talk shit that don't know anything about Fresno. And right. That's, that's a small part of this. But, you know, when I moved here and wanted to know what there was to do in Fresno. There really wasn't a resource for me. I just had to go out and talk to people and find things and look at hashtags on Instagram and, and do that shit. So in one way, I want people to, to remember that Fresno is a small town, relatively small town, um, for California at least. <laughs> um, and that inside of that, there is a really wonderful community and network that makes it what it is and if you're you're driving by these places these shops these galleries these studios uh, these concerts and you're not giving it a second thought I really hope we can give people a, a chance to have a second thought about that and decide that Fresno is worth engaging in beyond a surface level so that's for all the people that aren't here sure. already and with the tourism that comes into Fresno um, from all over the world as the gateway to Yosemite right um in, in the summer seasons and with covid coming off now a resource for those people to learn about fresno and find places that they can post about make memories about tell their friends about when they get home that fresno is lovely and that more people should come and enjoy fresno right and on the other side it's for the people that are already in fresno whether they're they're haters or not or they don't have an opinion or an experience um, of fresno for themselves or that they want to know more um, but don't know how, or maybe they work on the north side and they can only come down here once a week, or, or whatever it is that in the meantime, or before they come down here, if they're coming, you know, we did Moto a couple of weeks ago, if they're looking for lunch, that yeah. they, they already know Carlos and his passion and, and, and what he put into his business to get it there, and that there's, there's a shift in mindset for some of these people that the local is what needs the support, not the, like we talked about in that episode, not the fucking Cane's Chicken up in North Fresno that has a line, you know, two miles long to get chicken tenders and fries, like, and then for the people that, are, just for the people that are here, it's for the community, it's for the community to learn about the community, to talk about the community and the culture and the lifestyle, and to share on a more personal level with that community who they are, what their passions are, what their, their dreams and visions for Fresno are, and hopefully help drive a, a very positive narrative around the development of Fresno.
I know it's a long way to answer that question. Well, I but, know, yeah. I mean, that's where you're at right now. That's but awesome. that, but that's, you know, ideally, people want to visit or talk to some, visit a, a, an establishment, talk to someone, go see a show, um, do something they haven't done in the inside of this community because of a blog post or a podcast or a photo on Instagram or something that we were able to share the passions and interests of the people who built it and are building it and will, are the next generation to, to build it, right? Right. Yeah. And inspire more people to get involved. I think that's a great answer. I love, I love that. Um, so what, you know, speaking of community and, and, you know, for me, partnering with this, with this blog uh, and passion, it's about ultimately getting to know your neighbor. Yep. So what advice would you give the audience and the community with getting to know your neighbor better? <laughs> That's a great question, Jonathan. I should have seen that coming. Um, oh, I got a lot more. <laughs> Just kidding. I got one left. Um, <laughs> well, you know, it's everybody's got their their own approach, and sure. introverts to extroverts to to whoever you are. Um, I think the first thing that you can do, if you haven't already, is is understand yourself and what you're interested in, because. You know, I don't want to go within whatever rule 34 of the internet or whatever that is, but if there's chances are if you love something, there's other people that love it too. Yeah. Right? And if you don't know how to meet people or don't have that experience of establishing yourself either in a new city or within the city you already know, um, relating through passion and through creativity is always the easiest step forward. So if you're a and d player, there are many groups playing in Fresno. Guaranteed, I've met at least two of them just talking to people on those patio spokeasy, right? Uh, whether whether, right, yeah. Yeah, whether or not they, <laughs> they want you in their crew is, is one thing, yeah. but you know, um, you know, bring, don't be, don't ever be afraid of who you are and what your passions are and communicating those things to open yourself up for opportunity to develop that even further. And there's some things that are perceived as very nerdy and maybe through your family or school or friends or whatever you've been made fun of and you're, you're, you're shy or, or for some, some misplaced sense of shame about these things that you enjoy. Talk about it. Just talk, talk about the things that you're interested in. Ask people about the things that they're interested in. I mean, you, you know as well as I when you're, when you're out exploring the world uh, and you're talking to strangers say about 40 to 50 percent of it that's just being talked at right. right and not nobody's people have something to say but they don't have questions to ask and you know there's people that I think most people in fact that I know here I'm still always learning something new about them, about their interests about their passions or whatever and it could be you who I see multiple times a week it could be someone like Brian who I see once every couple of months but asking the questions about why do you do what you do, or why do you like what you like, or, or what do you know about this thing, or, uh, you know, I'm interested in this, have you heard? You know, it's the easiest way to start is to share your passions with other people, uh, and the second easiest way to start is ask other people about their passions. Yeah. It's conversation. That's what I love about conversation. Yeah. So you have to, you know... I like that. That resounds with me. And and be open to pointless 
inane, stupid conversations. You gotta, you gotta let yourself have fun with that stuff too, because most of them aren't gonna be that good. Not because of the person, but because of the moment, the time, the place, whatever. You're not gonna get that out of them, or you're maybe that it's not the right opportunity. But just, just talk to people, and and if you can't talk to people, or you find it hard to talk to people, um, go online. There's Fresno subreddit's got a lot of people, a lot of people interacting and engaging in other people's interests and passions. Um, I saw the other day there's a, uh, a medieval fighting group that's been posting a bunch on Reddit, which is badass. And they're like, there's a, there's like a Fresno chapter, and these guys are fighting with broadswords and chainmail armor, and there's videos of them beating the crap out of each other. And like, and and guess what? They're getting new members through Reddit. That's awesome, right? And I follow them now because I'm interested to see how that community is developing. Um, but just yeah, share with people, ask people, um, and. Do it when it feels comfortable for you. You should never. You shouldn't have to force yourself to go do something like that if you're I, not feeling it. Don't I think do that's it. important. That's important because a lot. Of, I, um, oftentimes, at least I, you know, I found myself doing things, and maybe the audience can understand this. Where you sometimes do things like out of appeasing others, mm-hmm. and you're not really respecting or know, maybe you don't know your boundaries yet, and it's yeah. not understanding your boundaries. So it's like I think it's good that. You're saying, like, be comfortable with where you're at, what you want to do. Yeah. If you go out in a bad mood, you're not going to have a good time, and you're not going to meet people, or you're going to give an impression that you're in a bad mood. Yeah. Right? Or if, you, if you're not committed to doing it, then stay at home, man. There's a million things to do these days, right? So, go listen to our podcast. <laughs> and so, last question. hmm What are you looking forward to in the future, the coming months oh man so much honestly um we'll start with with just me in general a little bit of travel this summer not too much but it's nice to to have that freedom or that sense of freedom to travel again um get to go see some friends i haven't seen in a couple years while they were just here for my wedding but get to go visit friends again right so I've got a couple of those booked for the summer so that's exciting um, obviously everything that's happening in Fresno this summer is always going to be fun even the hot art hops are fun you know um, stay hydrated and you're, you're good you know um, I'm looking forward to the, the hopefully dozens and dozens of, of interviews and people that I've met over the years uh, agreeing to let me chat with them and the people that you want to talk to, chatting with them. Um, really looking forward to you know pushing this project in a good way forward uh, and getting community engagement and involvement. Um, and some some new news is uh, we'll have officially have a studio uh, downtown at 736 Fulton, uh, second floor of that building, right across the street from Tioga Sequoia, um, where we can. Bring people in for the podcast, help, help be a resource um, with my other business, the branding department, we, where our focus is helping small businesses find their paths to success. Um, be a resource in downtown, for downtown, to bring more to the community in terms of knowledge and resources and, and, and tools um, and expertise to help Fresno be more successful being established down there and having this project and my own business to help these 
these small businesses is, I mean, it's exciting to me every day, but the yeah. prospects are getting better and better and more and more people uh, are getting involved with these community ideas. So the bigger role that we can play in this, this forum, in, the, in this medium, uh, to help Fresno grow, that's what I'm looking forward to the most. I love that. It's a good answer. Thanks, man. Well, I think that does about it on hanging on the porch and smoke <laughs> easy. Um, I'm Jonathan Lofi with No Life Fresno, and I've been talking to Christian Hossman vlogger. <laughs> Did I mess up your last name? I probably did. Uh, Everyone does. It's uh, fine. Like Honest schlager. Honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's been a pleasure. Uh, I'll see you down the line, man. This has been a No Life Fresno production, a branding department brand. To learn more about branding department, visit brandingdepartment.com and check out our full blog no life fresno content including these recordings at nolifefresno.com music by jonathan lofi